everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with the one and only recently married Parker Primrose. Emma, thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here, Parker. It's your first time on Join the Journey. Tell us a little bit about who are you? How'd you come to know the Lord? Fast forward, what are you up to today? Yeah, I'd love to share that. Thanks for asking. So I was fortunate. I grew up in a Christian environment where um, an intimate relationship with the Lord was always modeled for me. But the beginning of my story, faith was really academic. Uh, Hmm. It was a set of answers that you supplied. And if you put in all the right answers, the right things happened. So not relationship, just academic. Okay. Um, But God used a move. My family moved from Colorado to Texas, which for me was really confusing in the sense of I thought I was doing this faith thing right. I Hmm. thought I knew all the answers. I thought I was given the right ones. And life didn't go the way I wanted it to. And God used that to draw my attention. Job 36, 15, God saves suffering people through their suffering. It's through their suffering that he gets them to listen. And I remember reading that scripture while I was hiding out in my room, avoiding people being upset and just being struck by God wants us to listen. Like Mm. God is relational and what he wants most of all are not my answers, but my heart. And so I think that's when I really went from my faith just being a lifestyle to my faith being an active and moving relationship with the Savior. And so from that, I'm really grateful for the ways that God has continued to draw me in, um, helping to remind me that I'm not Superman and I'm in desperate need of a God to be my provider all the time. Um, Whether that be in high school, struggling with sin that I thought I could get out of on my own, being struggling deeply with pornography, and then God using community and using the breaking down of my pride to help me see how desperately I need help from community and from him. And then continuing that in college, I have finite capacity, but God is infinite. And so tap into his will and not my own. I love it. And what do you do now? You work here at the church. You're on the external focus team. I mean, you just got married. There's a lot happening in your life. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's been really exciting. I serve on the city engagement team within external focus at Watermark, which means I get to work with all of Watermark's nonprofit partners across the city of Dallas, as well as our external facing internal ministries, which means I get to be a part of kingdom restoration here in Dallas, which is really cool. So weeks can range from working with our anti-sex trafficking ministry, Reclaimed, to our local international ministry, serving with international students and refugees, to serving in prisons, schools, helping to alleviate poverty and address homelessness. All over the map. All over the map. And what's so exciting to me is uh, it's God's work and we just get to be a part of it. And God cares so much for our city um, and about bringing about his kingdom in our city. And he invites us as his church to be a part of it. And who better than the body of Christ to die for our neighbor? So it's been really exciting work. I love it. I love it, Parker. I don't even know how to transition from that to numbers. Because it can feel like that's all so exciting. New Testament church, go Jesus. And now we've got, how were the priests and the Levites paid, sort of? But I know you specifically wanted to talk about verse 20. So I'm going to set you up there and let you let you zoom in. Sweet. Let's go. Okay, so I'm in Numbers 18, and I'm looking at verse 20, which reads, And the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in their land, neither shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the people of Israel. And so what God is saying there is that um, the priests won't have their own source of income. They won't own their own land. They're going to be entirely dependent upon what people are tithing, what they're giving Mm. to God, and then God is giving to the priests. And so he's saying, 
you will have no inheritance in the land. You won't have any portion. I'm your portion alone, which I think is both awesome and terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's this place of total dependence on God. And I think for me, when I find myself in spots of total dependence, my sinful heart and my desire for control can quickly be, well, God, I trust you, but just in case, I'm going to work on this backup plan. Mm -hmm. Or just in case, I'm going to make sure I take care of X, Y, Z. And what God is saying here is, no, you're not going to have a side hustle in case people don't tithe or I don't provide. I will provide and you're going to trust me. And that's how, that's how we're going to operate, which again, I think is awesome and terrifying. Yeah. And I think that discomfort is really good and growing. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, Parker. I didn't plan to take the conversation this way, but I think we should do it. Uh, you and I both work in vocational ministry full-time at a church. And I, I think because we're in America, we're less inclined to worry about, oh, what if all giving stops tomorrow and people aren't tithing and suddenly we don't have a salary we don't have join the journey we don't have all of these things but because we're in the american church that's at least in our context less of a fear per se uh how would you respond to someone who's like yeah this that's a reality but you don't you don't have to worry about that because you're in america it's 2023 you're at a big church what does it look like whether you're in america or you're a missionary in africa to walk with this heart posture of dependence that the Lord was calling Aaron to. Yeah, again, awesome and scary, but it comes from a place of faith and trust. And I think it's really powerful, this example, where God is asking his priests to be totally dependent on mm. him and to trust that he'll provide. And so mm -hmm. I think for us, and nowadays we're, we're a royal priesthood, right? Ultimately, all of yeah. us find our portion in the Lord. For us specifically. Whether you work in vocational yeah, ministry or not. Our portion is the That's Lord. Good. I think for us uniquely, our jobs are funded by people's giving, mm -hmm. which again, I'd point in this passage, God says, hey, they're giving to God and I'm giving to you. Yeah. And so I think for us again, remembering I'm our salaries come from God mm -hmm. uh, and people are giving to God. And so, so good. one, I feel a burden of responsibility there of um, with my work, um, ultimately, my my slothfulness or anything mm -hmm. like that, laziness, I'm cheating God. Mm. Um, Which applies whether you're in the church or not, uh -huh. because all money is God's money. It's God's money. And as we talk about stewardship as a church right now, I think that's really relevant. We are giving Absolutely. to God what is God's. Mm -hmm. And then with that, great responsibility, great accountability. Um, so good. And so getting back to the heart of your question, what does it look like to walk with this posture of dependence? I think it's recognizing that um, the Lord's prayer is daily bread. Mm -hmm. And it's easy for me to start looking at weekly or monthly or yearly bread and to get consumed by fear and trying to figure out how I'm going to do X, Y, Z. When God doesn't say that, God says, pray for daily bread. And so yeah. it's us walking with a posture of dependence, knowing God will be our portion today. Mm -hmm. And it's not our place to worry about tomorrow. So good. Parker, I think someone could hear that and and say, yeah, I should trust God for my daily bread, but also I need to have a yearly budget. I got to plan out. I've got kids. I've got college. I've got whatever it is. I got to pay off my college. How would you respond to that argument? Yeah, I think, one, I'd recommend everyone go take Money Wise because it's really helpful to have a space to work through these things in a lot bigger context. Oh, yeah. Short podcast. Totally. But short form answer would be, Scripture doesn't say, don't plan. Mm -hmm. I think of Proverbs, plans fail for lack like of counsel. counsel. With many advisors, they succeed. So mm -hmm. there's a command to, to seek counsel and to plan, but it's from a posture of trust. Um, mm. And so- And teamwork with yeah. others. Mm -hmm. 
And so instead of a sinful level of self-dependence, it's a thoughtful level of God dependence Mm. of, Lord, I'm going to discern where you're calling me. I want to steward these resources well. Stewarding them well requires seeking counsel and being thoughtful, but ultimately they're not mine and to to control and they're not my worries to carry because Mm -hmm. you are my portion. And so um, you talk about planning for the future. I would say, yes, plan, be thoughtful and be God-centric and trust. All of that is undergirded by trust. When is that the most difficult for you personally? I think sometimes when the Lord gives is when I most want to tighten my grip. And so Mm. I think I've been in a season of learning about this idea of dependence. And God wants us to stretch out. I'm on a podcast. You can't see my hands, but I'm stretching them out wide. Mm -hmm. They're open. This is where God wants us, right? Um, And I feel like when God starts putting things in my hand, I start closing my fingers. Mm. Um, And I feel like I have to protect or control what he's given me. When in reality, God gave them to me. I should only furthermore trust him because of it. But Mm -hmm. instead, I find myself when being given something by the Lord to feel like I have the one. I have to be the one who's clinching and controlling. And so I'm the same. Yeah, which is it's kind of backwards than what I would expect. Yeah. But I think for me, faithful stewardship is hardest when God is trusting me because I have to continually remind myself, man, God gave it. God's in control. Mm-hmm. I want to be a faithful steward. I want to be diligent and thoughtful, but God's in control. And it's a daily practice. So good, Parker. Numbers 18. Who knew? We could learn so much from paying the Levites or the lack thereof, depending on how you look at it. Uh, But God provides. So thank you, Parker. Thank you to those of you who have left reviews. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.